But if you want to change your life, you need to first change your habits. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me as always on these wacky Wednesdays, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How about you, Todd? Man, I'm doing great. I'm sitting in my lower level suite, otherwise known as my basement. Uh, so if you're watching me on video, you're like, what is this above you? You got, uh, I got little basketball hoop for my kids. I got unfinished drywall behind me. It's great. I got, uh, I don't know, cords hanging down. You can see the, the gnarly ceiling. Yeah, it's all good. We got an unfinished basement. Well, slightly kind of partway finished, I guess, but we haven't touched this basement. Um, other than like cleaning it up a little bit since we bought the place. So no big deal, but I am down here. I got kicked out of the house. My wife told me to get down to the basement. You're so annoying. No, actually that's not really the case. Uh, most of a lot of times that probably is what she wants to happen. You know, get the heck out of here. Just go to the basement. We don't want to see you anymore because you're, you know, you're so crazy or whatever it is, but we've got roofers at our house today. We had hail claim. Man, we had these big golf ball size hail damage. Your, your hail's coming down. It was unreal, Matt. When that hit, I don't know if it hit by you, but when that mm -hmm. hit, that was back in May. That hit, it it was just straight down as hard as I've I've never seen it hail like that. Um, it literally came out of nowhere and was just pummeling our house. And so it did some pretty good damage. Uh, our roof really didn't need to get replaced uh, because it was only six years old, but it damaged it so mm. bad that, you know, whatever. It is what it is. We replaced the roof. Some of the good things, though, Matt, out of this is I'm getting my skylight windows replaced, which I've been needing to replace those stupid skylights for the last couple of years. So those are getting replaced. I decided, hey, if I'm getting this work done, I might as well get my front door replaced. And my chimney, which is kind of just been crumbling towards the top, we're getting that replaced too. So we're getting kind of all of it done, which is great. So, and we did some remodeling. We had the, this pipe coming out of our house that we abandoned. So now we're going to get rid of that pipe and we don't have to have that worrying about that penetration through our house and leaks. And so it's, it's all good. It's all good. Nice. So well, ne next up, you can do the basement. It's a brand new shiny roof. Yeah. Up next, the lower level suite. There you go. There you go. Love it. Um, so man, what are we going to talk about today, Matt? We're not talking about your house rehab. Oh, well, I guess we should. Uh, we should. It's exciting. I'm excited. As you can tell, <laughs> I'm excited. Well, we're actually going to do a book review for the power of habit by Charles Duhigg. Yeah. So power of habit. And obviously the title brought me in because it's just so easy as an entrepreneur. And I think really anybody, but I know as, as an entrepreneur, it's so easy to get distracted. You know, I bet, think back to my 
a nine to five job when I was a teacher, I was an industrial tech teacher and I had to set schedule. And so it was pretty easy to stay on task, Matt, because I had specific things that I just couldn't deviate from. The kids were coming to my classroom, whether I liked it or not. And I had to be prepared for them to come, whether I liked it or not. Otherwise that class, and there was some times where I didn't prepare very well and the class sucked. It was boring. Uh, the kids were just you could just tell they weren't engaged at all. And so as a teacher, if you're not prepared, you know, the, the whole class, the day is boring and, and it's, you know, obnoxious because the kids aren't paying attention and they're probably causing a little bit of problems. And so as a teacher, you've got this set schedule, the kids are coming, whether you like it or not. And then you have to prep for that. So, you know, exactly. Okay. I got to prep and I look at my schedule goes from this time to this time. And I got a certain order. So that's how I prep in a certain order. So it's, it, it was really easy. Whereas an entrepreneur, I don't have that, right? I've got a meeting that's scheduled here and there, Matt, you and I scheduled a meeting for 9am this morning. We're talking. Perfect. That is easy. I can be organized and have a habit or not habit, but I can be organized to do that. But then what do I do? Right? If I've got no meetings the rest of the day, now what do I do? Um, and, and, there's, there's so many things though, that we can just, again, that, that's just one little aspect, but we get so distracted so easy. At least I do that. This book, this title, this power of habit, like how do I create some habits? How do I create consistency in my schedule, consistency in my diet, consistency in, um, you know, my exercise routine, how do I create, you know, quote unquote habits, habits that are going to be powerful for me to be successful. Well, it's certainly not easy. I mean, once you have a habit, you know, especially a bad habit, it's hard to break it because uh, you're just in that routine. You might even consciously know like, oh, this is not good for me, you know, uh, but but you still do it because you're just well, you, so used to it. Right. You know it and you actually tell yourself you're not going to do it and you still somehow do it. You wake up in the morning, you say, I'm not going to do this or I am going to do this instead. And then all of a sudden you do the exact same thing that you were no longer going to be doing. And you, there, there's, there's times where you can be, I think way too hard on yourself. There there's, there's so many things that, but it's so easy. If you, once you create that habit, once you create that thing that maybe is distracting to you, just pick something, I don't know, checking your social media, 29 times every day or whatever it is, you know, once you get into the habit and you create that as this is what I do, I check social media 29 times a day, it's really challenging to all of a sudden go to to, to create a new habit of checking my social media once a day. Yeah, one of the points from the book that I really liked is that if you want to change your life, you need to first change your habits. Yeah. And it's, it's so true. And, and so, so how do we change our, how do we change our habits? That's, that's, I think the biggest key And this book obviously dives into it, but Matt, what are some of the things that were talked about in this book of, of some of the tools on how to change your habits? I think first off is like understanding how habits are formed, you know, uh, that it talks about, uh, essentially you form habits as a way of your brain conserving energy, uh, you know, it's, it gets in these habit loops, essentially. Uh, so it doesn't have to think about what to do next. 
you 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 know uh, as part of a habit, you just go through the, the motions essentially, and uh, you you have a, what's called a cue, a reward, or I'm sorry, a cue, a routine, and then a reward. So you have a cue of something that happens, and then a routine like a behavior that you do, and then a reward afterwards. Such as a, a cue is uh, oh I'm hungry, and so the routine is I'm going to eat uh, some. Uh, you know, junk food or whatever is available. And then my reward is like, oh, I, I you know, enjoyed a delicious meal. Um, and maybe you have some dopamine going through your brain as well. Right, right. Yeah. So if we can, yeah, I think, I mean, first and foremost, you have to understand the behavior, right? That the patterns, the behaviors that you're actually doing. One of the things I thought, uh, was super interesting is that the research found that over 40%, it's probably even higher than that, but over 40% of our behaviors are driven by habits. And what a habit does is, well, for uh, obviously it gets us into a specific, you know, routine that we do over and over. Um, but it saves our brain and it saves our body energy. We don't have to really think too much about a habit, right? So it makes it easier to just to decide on something. If I have this habit, you know, somebody who's a smoker and has a smoking habit, they don't have to think about smoking. They're just, they, they don't even have to think about go, going to get that those cigarettes. They just go and get it right now. Obviously that's an unhealthy habit, but it's the the basic, right? It's just that you don't even have to think about doing it. You just do it. Think about those of you who are maybe social media addicted and have that habit. You don't have to think, you don't even think about it. You just go onto your phone and all of a sudden you're on social media and 10 minutes go by or half an hour goes by and you didn't even think about it. Your brain just, boom, it's this unconscious behavior that just happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, the book told uh, an example of a guy who at, uh, you know, work every day at, uh, you know, in the, sometime in the afternoon, he would eat some cookies, and like, he didn't need the cookies, like, uh, he wasn't even hungry. And he was trying to figure out, like, why am I eating these cookies? Uh, and so he broke it down to see, like, what the cue was. And, and so he would, like, made it a chart of, uh, like, each day uh, when he got up to go buy some cookies at the cafeteria, like, what was going on in his mind. And he figured out that um, it uh, it wasn't about cookies. It wasn't about eating stuff. It was it was actually he was wanting to go and socialize with people and, and uh, take a mental break from his work at that point in the afternoon. Uh, and so, yeah. you know, cause he would like chat with people in the that. cafeteria or whatnot. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, so he, he, um, uh, you know, changed his routine essentially, uh, uh, but the cue was the same. So in the afternoon he was, you know, bored or needed a break. And so his different behavior was to go and uh, chat with, uh, people or, or go on a walk with somebody. And the reward was yeah. that he still got to spend uh, time with, with people and, and take a mental break from his work but he didn't eat the cookies as a result and, and uh, that he didn't need in the first place. Yeah. So understanding what's actually causing that habit, right? Cause mm -hmm. like you said, like that, that wasn't even, he was just eating those cookies, but it wasn't to eat cookies. It was to, cause he was bored. He needed to get up. He needed to stretch his legs. He wanted to socialize with people. Like that was the reason it wasn't the, it wasn't about the cookies. The cookies just became part of, 
of that process that that cookies are almost part of the habit, right? And so how do we break that out of the habit? Now, that part, so so the vast majority of that routine habit wasn't unhealthy. It was just one little aspect. And so a lot of times it's the cue, like you said, it's that cue of at specific time, I get up, I do something. And then what do I do? What do I do? Um, is it is it that you have a time block on your schedule, but you have a, a time, let's say in your schedule where it says, uh, you know, miscellaneous to do items. And every time you get to miscellaneous to do to do items, you go to the fridge and, and go grab a bunch of stuff where you get onto your phone and check your social media. Is it because you didn't actually have something truly scheduled, just kind of more of a, a blank in your schedule? You know, there's so many different things, obviously that people run into, but we have to figure out what that cue is that's causing that bad habit that we want to try to remove or change into something good. Yep. And also to understand that it might have nothing to do with what I, you're actually doing. Like, so to break it down in the separate uh, portions, I guess the book it really does a much better job than I am at explaining that. So, you know, definitely read, <laughs> read the book if you want well, to change Well, that's the point habits. of the book, right? Yeah. Is, is to do a better job than we can do uh, on our uh, podcast. Cause otherwise, well, that nobody would need the book, but it really helps you break down and think about those things. And there's stories within it, which are, which are stories are always good as, far as I'm concerned, I learn a lot better when I can, you know, compare other people's stories to my reality. Um, that's always, you know, that's always a benefit as well. So um, that's one of the reasons I, I, I just, I love, there's certain books that I really love and certain books that I have a hard time getting into. And I think because of how my brain works and processes, I, I, I need a book like the power of habit that definitely has, you know, a lot of, a lot of concrete things, but just some, some real life experiences to go, Oh, okay. I get that. Yep. So let's say, even if you can break down your habit into these different portions, the cue, the routine and the reward, uh, it, you, you still got like the, uh, you, you've done the mental part, but now is the actual work part, which is the hardest part. I would say, uh, you know, essentially you have to address if you're having cravings, you have to address that in a different way. And then, yeah. uh, a best way to do it is to tie it to something you already do. And then also focus on, on like a short-term reward, as well as a long-term reward of, uh, what, what, the, this change is going to get you. So you don't just fall right back into that old habit that you're trying to change. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be a big reward. It can be just a small reward, something, something that, that makes your brain want to go back to that. Um, you know, in the book, it talks about, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's easy to create a habit, but it's really, really hard to stop or change a habit. And a lot of people will tell you it takes 30 days or 45 days or 60 days to change a habit. I have, I think it takes three times that long. I think if you have a habit and you want to change it, you have to consciously think about it and you have to continually work at it. In my opinion, you need at minimum of 120 days to where it becomes a, a changed habit. Now, if you want to create a brand new habit that you never had before and you're not trying to get rid of a habit, that you could probably do in much, much less, maybe 
maybe 30 days. Uh, but I think if you want to break a habit, it, and quite frankly, it might be even more than that. It has to be a decision that you're continuing to do because you hear about people all the time. And now these are, you know, obviously it's a chemical related habit, but smoking or, or drinking um, drugs, you hear people that they might kick that habit for six to even 12 months. And then all of a sudden they get back to it. Um, so you've got to make sure you remove those cues and keep the rewards that got you to create that new habit or break the old habit first. And so I think a lot of the, the cold turkey idea, we're going to break this habit by doing cold turkey, although may sound good uh, and maybe is good, but you have to make sure, again, you're, create, you're, you're focusing on the cue and then you're creating the reward in order for that to continue. And the yeah. ritual, right? What's the new ritual? Yeah. And I think I, I would say like the first three weeks or so are, are the hardest. If you can force yourself through that first three weeks of change, then it gets a little easier after that. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I, I agree with you. It, it takes a while to change and, and different habits take different amounts. I would say, depending on how ingrained it is to you and, and what kind of rewards you're getting out of it. But I think the, the key thing in all of this though, is your mindset from the get-go you have to believe that change is possible. You have to believe that you can get to that point you want to be, because if you don't believe you can, I mean, you're not even going to try or you're going to half-ass it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I've quoted Henry Ford on this podcast, but like, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. If you, you're think, right. If you think you can change a habit, you can. If you don't think you can change it, well, you're right. But the only difference is what you believe. Yeah, I think that that mentality is... Uh you know, definitely helpful. It's that, you know, let's say you have a bad eating habit. Um, you eat a lot of, you eat a lot of junk food, right? But first of all, again, what, what is that you eat? Is it, it's a lot of candy. Okay. Maybe you, you have to, what am I going to replace that candy with? Well, maybe, maybe you have to replace it with some, some berries, right? Um, something like that. And, and so you got to go through that whole process, but the part of the mental thing is you have to, create that. I am a healthy person. I eat healthy. You know, my, my body deserves to eat healthy foods. Um, you, you can't, if you just say, I don't want to eat junk food anymore, that's not rewarding, but to change your image and your perception and to say, this is who I am. You know, I eat healthy because I'm, I'm, you know, wealthy or I eat healthy, to live a strong, happy life, right? And, and creating that image of, one of the things I think people a lot of times will do, um, Matt, and this is outside of the book, so sorry, sorry, I'm, I'm going outside, but one of the things I think people do with, with um, we think that imaging, uh, show, show yourself into, you know, like dream of yourself being successful, right? Tell yourself you're successful. I think that's actually a bad thing. I think we need to talk to ourselves about the journey and envision the journey along the way and talk about how we're going and moving and getting there. But if you already envision yourself 
with a six pack abs and skinny and healthy, your brain says you're already there. So you don't need to do the hard work to get there. Right. And so I think sometimes we fool ourselves by telling ourselves we are this six pack ab, you know, guy or gal, and we are, we're already there. And so we don't need to work hard to get there. Or we tell ourselves we're a billionaire or we're really, really rich. And then we start acting like we're really rich and we are already there. And so we don't need to work hard to get there because we're there. And we don't think about the journey. We don't envision the journey and how to get to that spot. So that's, that's outside of the book, but um, still that mental state of mind. Yeah, I, I agree. It also helps to have a plan for what to do when the challenges inevitably come along the way too. And to have somebody to help hold you accountable for sticking yep. to your plan. Yep. Um, what else? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of other kind of stuff in the book. Yeah. The book also talks about finding a keystone habit. Um, let's say like you're, you're trying to lose weight. Uh, maybe that keystone habit for you is exercising because, uh, if you start exercising, then you start doing other healthy things as well. You start eating healthy. Maybe you reduce yep. your smoking, you, uh, you know, you, you do more healthy things all, all, but maybe you only were focusing essentially on, on starting to exercise, but these other things just kind of domino effect and, and happen as well along with it. So for you, maybe that keystone habit was the exercising, but you got to figure out, okay, what, what are you trying to change in your life? And what is your big, uh, key habit that would, would impact everything else? Yeah, that's, that's so powerful for me, you know, eating healthy um, is a big thing. And I find that if I exercise first thing in the morning, that my brain, for some reason, wants to eat healthy, right? And so if I exercise right away, I'm eating healthy the entire day, where if I wait until the evening to exercise, and I'm exercising at, let's say, three o'clock or five o'clock or whatever was well, a lot of times I don't get to it because I get busy and then maybe I eat unhealthy. And so I'm not feeling great. And so I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to work out today. I'll wait until tomorrow, but it's because I've, I've eaten unhealthy and got distracted that I didn't work out. And again, like if I've worked out in the morning, I would have eaten healthy all day. I wouldn't have gotten distracted. The whole day would have went a lot better. And it's that it's that first behavior of working out right away in the morning that's going to help me keep that habit of eating healthy throughout the day. Exactly. I mean, it's so easy to tell yourself like, okay, the diet starts tomorrow, or I'm going to start getting uh -huh. up early to exercise tomorrow. Uh, yeah. and, and then tomorrow comes and you're like, oh, okay, I can put it off another day. And it, it just goes on and on. Uh, so no, no time like the present to start changing your life. I, yeah. Wait, don't wait till tomorrow. Do it now. Do it um, now. Yeah. That goes with everything. You know, we talk a lot about that and in real estate, like you get, when's the best time to buy real estate? Well, yesterday, but the second best time is right now today. Right. So, um, all right, man, I, do you have anything else you want to, do you want to talk about on the book? Uh, I mean, it just a couple last points. It goes into depth about how uh, America, or, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous has been really successful by helping people to see what the cues are before they're drinking. 
uh, to be able to, to change that. And then, uh, you know, last point here from the book that I want to say is that uh, it says to start small to get some gains uh, and, and also to focus on your, your big reason why, of why are you doing this uh, yep. to, to keep yourself centered. Yep. Love it. Love it. Um, the Power of Habit. I would suggest everybody grabbing that book. If you haven't read it already, grab the book. It's on Audible too, if, you, if you're an Audible uh guy uh the the written word obviously is uh you know it's just got a got a I, I think more tangible you can you can see some of the things but but you know i'm not a for me written is is difficult to get through all the books that i want to get to through so i'm an audible guy and kind of guy but uh either way just enjoy the book read it i think it's very useful even if you only grab a few of the things of the book. I mean, this is, this is a great book to, to grab onto and make it part of your library power of habit. Yep. I agree. Great book. Highly recommend it. Sweet. All right, Matt, anything else we need to cover? No, I think that's it for today. All right. You have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Thank you. You do. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. The rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to venturedproperties.com, venturedproperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.